This is the 83rd episode of Stockholm Legacy Report, a podcast about paper legacy. My name is Victor Berhards, with me as always are my dear co-hosts Robin Svensson and Christopher Wikström. Warm welcome to you, dear listener. Hello, hi, how do you do? Greetings, traveler. Stockholm Legacy Report can be found whenever we release on the Top Decked app. In this episode, we will yet again hear more of the same. Robin has pulled another 4-0 at local weekly play. Wow. And that will be useful stuff for us, because after that, we will talk about the expected meta for the tournament coming this very weekend in Norrköping that we are all traveling to. So stay tuned for that. But first, Robin, what is up with your paper play now? Seriously. Yeah, like the train keeps rolling. <laughs> it's like deck feels very strong and I guess I have enough reps to not make as many mistakes with it and it just the things just happened in my favor so to say. Of course, when you 4 o there's always a little bit of luck involved. I started up against Adnosium Tendrils. It's not the best matchup for uh, like a Maverick descendant deck with no hate bears <laughs> in, in the in the main deck. But I managed to resolve a Reclaimer in the first game, and like compared to say Depic Storm or some sort of mono red storm deck, ANT is quite dependent on its graveyard. So like the bog line is uh, is really live there. So he he had to go for an Anosium, and he happens to having to discard two tutors for his Lionside Diamond to pay for the mana for Ad Nauseam. And when revealing card, he reveals both Past in Flames and Pair of Dice Lost. And no tutor. <laughs> and it goes to two. So we can't keep flipping because the, f- the thing that he really needed was obviously a Wishclaw Talisman or uh, Infernal Tutor. So like, and I... I the like the the graveyard route with passing flame and paradise lost is uh, closed he might have had a chance had he had more green man on board because then he could play the passing flame bait the activation and then respond with the instant speed paradise lost but the mana wasn't there for that line so i managed to sneak in the first game second game he annoys me and kills me and in the third game, when I'm on the play, I manage to land a oof, which I can protect with a reclaimer and a Sajir step. It uh, deals two damage each turn, and that's like, I have my life notations ahead of me, and it's like, two damage, two damage, two damage, two damage. And that's uh, how the cookie crumbles sometimes. In the second game, I was up. I was up against the mirror. I have a great hand in uh, in game one because I have a Sylvan library while he is uh, stumbling a little bit on the mana and the Sylvan library just rides me to victory. I think he scoops before I present uh, any kind of threat but I have like a couple of wastelands, maybe I get a random up excavator going and then just it's such an advantage from there. In the second game he makes a protected merit lage with uh, a Sylvan safekeeper. I think I have the crackers and I have a plow but I can't kill Merit Lage through all of that. In the final game, I have a Minskin Boo Hand, which is a little bit faster than his, and that seals it. And then I'm up against Merfolk, and uh, this is a matchup I've been playing a little bit at the LGS. It's a pretty good matchup, because I don't have any islands, and his creatures, they are great in combat if I don't have blockers, but since all my creatures are like 3-4s against his 1-1s and 2-2s, if I just deal with some of the lords, they are just too small in combat. And the post-board, I have the red elemental blasts to just 
play the full playset of plows and blasts is really strong. He, he has that little merfolk that can turn one of my lands into an island, but that that is not really a problem in a, in a Reclaimer, Crop Rotation, and Knight of the Reliquary deck, because I just sack that island and and un- unblockable again. So I win those matches 2-0. Then in the final match, I'm up against a really spicy food chain stompy deck. It is red-green and has a lot of turboing power with uh, a full playset of Simeon Spirit Guide and a full playset of Elvish Spirit Guides to just power out threats, initiative guys, and a food chain combo on top of all of that. So this deck was super sweet and he started out with Tomb, Exile one of the Spirit Guide, Exile the other Spirit Guide and play a Minsk and Boo <laughs> on his first turn. But I had a plow that could take care of like the first hamster and then I get to fetch Caracas with my reclaimer. So I actually managed to stabilize against his Minsk and Boo. That is just absolutely crazy. Like uh, <laughs> turn one Minsk and Boo, if you don't have like the Hydroblast, which I mean Naya Depths does not have. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It would have been unwinnable, I think, if I didn't have uh, the removal to buy me enough time to end the Reclaimer on turn one, of course. And if if he had had, like, a bolt for the Reclaimer before it had been a 3-4 or just, like, pitched a fury to kill it or something like that, I think I would have lost that. But in the end, he, he doesn't really have an answer to Merit Lage, and I think that's how I win game one. Then in game two, he's on the play, and he has Tomb, Spirit Guide... Magus of the Moon. Like, this is uh, <laughs> pretty hard to deal with if you're an Iadept deck because your only removal against the Magus is Plows, and for Plows you need either the one of Planes or you need a Mox, and I did not find any of those. I struggled on with a green mana for a couple of turns, but I, I couldn't find a Reclaimer, or I, actually I found a Reclaimer, but by then he had a Chalice in play as well. So he won with just... Uh, Magus beatdowns. And then in the final game, I was the one who had an early Minsk and Boo. And I think I had a turn one Sylvan library as well. <laughs> so deck performed really good and have pretty good matchups like throughout the whole meta, I feel. There are some matchups that are obviously worse, like A&T, uh, all of the Storm decks, maybe High Tide or some of those decks, but like nothing feels unwinnable. I have a dedicated sideboard for those kind of decks, and the graveyard decks are there. I have a lot of main deck hate, so the the only thing that I'm a little bit scared of is maybe a super controly build with like terminus or I don't know those those kind of like mass removal decks because I'm in the end I'm such a fair deck in some sense. Maybe that's the the thing that I'm most scared of as it is right now. That sounds really scary. Like terminus is so good, even if you just get like. A knight and a reclaimer. It's such a big setback. Yeah, and like I, I also rely very much on the safekeeper against the control decks to just like now I have six lands in play. I get the safekeeper and make merit lage, and then I can just sack how many lands to just uh, protect it. But it doesn't protect against the instant speed terminus, for instance, for example. So that that might be a little bit scary. So what about you, Christopher? You played something spicy. Yeah, so uh, Victor wasn't able to play, but in our Discord he wrote, Hey, has anyone checked this out from, I don't know if it was a challenge or something, but it was a a doomsday list with eight rituals, eight discard spells, 
you know, tendrils of agony and two bola citadel. And I was like, gotta honor Victor. So I, I sleeved up that pile. And I mean, that deck is crazy. I mean, it has some issues, but when when you get to live, you really get to live with that deck. <laughs> I saw this and I was just like, I have to send this to Christopher because he will appreciate it more than I do. And I really appreciate what is going on here. Whenever I see Bola Citadel, I'm always thinking like, how do I cheat this into play? But uh, in this like deck, yeah, you play uh, four Cabal Rituals. <laughs> and that's how you quote-unquote cheat it into play, like on turn five. No notes. It, it was super sweet. So the first match was against the uh, Fotlash combo. Wow. Game one, I got to, you know, do the Doomsday normal thing. Like, I discard his hand into Oblivion. I play... Uh, a doomsday and i win the turn after with with fasas oracle but in game two this is where i got to do one of those things that you just you know uh, never think that you're gonna do in in magic these days we're both like i'm playing a lot of discard my opponent my opponent is uh, you know controlling like uh, countering some of my spells so eventually i'm sitting there with a cabal ritual and a a Bola Citadel in hand. My opponent has one card in hand, uh, which I know is a Chromox. So I'm just thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go for the Citadel. <laughs> so I play the Citadel out into a Cantrip, which is on top of my library, and this Cantrip finds a Doomsday. So I'm thinking I could just go for you know, I know that it's only a Chromox. You know, I could go for uh, four Lotus Petals into Fasas Oracle, but. Where's the fun in that? When you have the ultimate Tron pieces together, Bola Citadel and, and Doomsday, you have to, you know, live a little. <laughs> so my pile is Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal, Tendrils of Agony, Doomsday, Fasas Oracle. So I play two petals out and tendrils my opponent, gain 10 life. Great. I Doomsday, crack my Lotus Petals in response, build a new pile, which is Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal, Tendrils of Agony, Doomsday, and Fasas Oracle. Then I play Petal, Petal, Tendrils for Lethal. Wow. With this, you could just go with that loop forever. Petal, Petal, Tendrils. And if they, for some reason, would have like a mind break trap for your Tendrils or uh, counter your Doomsday, you still have your Fasas Oracle at the ben- like at the bottom of that pile. So you just play it anyway, so... Yeah, that was super sweet. So I got to win the first one 2-0. But uh, this is where the luck turns. <laughs> so I'm up against the Merfolk. You know, it's it's always tricky when you're playing a, a clunkier Doomsday pile. You can't just go for a super quick combo against a lot of these decks. So uh, whenever I make a pile, well, I'm counting like how much life will I have left. Against Merfolk... You got a doomsday really fast. So I lose game one and two <laughs> because there's no real good scenario where I can doomsday and survive. I do resolve a Bola Citadel in game two, but I, I totally brick on, I think, five cards. If I would have found a doomsday, I could have gone for the kill, but no luck. And it happens. But it was uh, <laughs> it was very funny. Then I was up against the Hope. The Hope. On uh, Green Red green red Painter. He's packing, you know... Uh, main deck uh, veils in his uh, deck 
and has a lot of red elemental blasts. Oh, right. He was a green green, green painter. Yeah, green, green red. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So in game one, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of rough sometimes. I, I make my pile and pass. And I thought that he was maybe on that deck that he scared the shit out of me one week with. Where you just look at the top cards of your library and then reveal a non-land card and it deals damage to that so i was thinking like is he gonna just dome me for 15 or something like that because then making a pile is really unattractive (laughs) but also i just i can't wait so i make my pile and pass not realizing that dear mr hope has a ursa saga with two whatever that uh, thing is called the saga it's on chapter two so he just gets a grindstone and i was like yeah there goes my pile (laughs) I did stack it so I wouldn't get milled, but it still messed me up too hard. Then in game two, I did rip his hand to pieces and made the pile. But since this deck only played one Edge of Autumn and no Street Wraiths, I actually miss... I, I could have made my pile a lot better than I did. So he actually gets one draw step and he rips a Red Elemental Blast blindly from the top, which he gets to counter my f- uh, Fasas Oracle with. So that was both, I could have made a better pile, and he ripped one of his many Red Elemental Blasts because it's still a painter deck. That was a bit uh, clumsy from me. But yeah, then I still need to win uh, game three, which is very tricky. In game two, I got two of my discard spells veiled. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, now I know how that feels. Oh, ho, ho, ho. That's just cheating. And uh, the last match of the evening, I played against Nyadepts. And yeah, I, I, mull- I mulliganed a lot. And my opponent saw from earlier what I was on. So even though I did a very fast scoop in game one, he sideboarded precisely for what he needed. And it happens too. So yeah, two quick games. But, you know, I'm still living on the high high from that doomsday pile in game two against my bot lash opponent where i just got to tendrils twice at the same time fucking wonderful yeah it's beautiful very nasty so yeah that was my evening well good evening for you do you think that there is a way to uh, tweak this deck to go three one instead of one three yeah i'm thinking about cutting the bola citadel and tendrils and some of the discards <laughs> and some rituals put some personal tutors in there <laughs> Maybe a grief. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there's a lot of ways to tweak this deck into a a more of a bombshell deck. (laughs) But it's hard to tweak it into a better Doomsday Bola Citadel deck, I think. I think it's the reason why it actually managed to perform so well is due to there being some science there already. Someone has made the calculations and it's, uh, it's, it's art. So, fast approaching, perhaps you, listener, are indeed on your way there right now, in a train, in a bus, in a car, in a bike, on a tricycle, a rocket launcher. The Imagine Games Legacy event in Norrköping taking place 
Saturday, March 25th. So, a new paper meta is emerging. What will people bring to this tournament, do we think? I mean, we've seen some pretty spicy things happening online. For example, I just a couple of days ago saw that someone has started playing around with a dinosaur deck. There's always a dinosaur deck. <laughs> yeah, this one is blue-green, I think, which is uh, you know, makes it even better. Uh, actually, two people... Two different people went 6-3, I think, in the showcase challenge playing some version of Dino. But I'm like, I, I took down results from a couple of tournaments that's been happening recently. Two online tournaments and one paper tournament. Because I think these are obviously different metas, so close to bannings. So, for the showcase challenge, the top eight in no particular order. One banned snow control deck. One red-green initiative. One deck that I can only categorize as sort of Euro super friends. It has like Planeswalkers and Uro and I don't know Doomsday, no Ball of Citadel. Some kind of Neo take on the Canadian Threshold deck. Some Maverick ish deck that I've seen people debated online is this really a Maverick deck or not? A Bant sort of blade deck that's sort of, uh, I'm calling it Neo Bant blade because it has this really weird <laughs> equipment as well. And a Blue Red Delver deck but also with Sylvan Library in it. So that's pretty strange. Uh, and nice. then in the challenge the day before, there was an 8-cost, another band Snow Control, two Black-Red Reanimators that both played at least one copy of Atraxa, a Maverick deck with Grist, a band Blade deck, a Black-Green Natural Order Fiend Artisan concoction that I think Testacular played and sort of said on Twitter that they just basically brewed it up and put it in the tournament and it's nothing like I've ever seen before <laughs> and then a cephalid breakfast and then there was an event i have no idea what this event was about but it had 81 decks uh, added to it so i thought it might be interesting to take here dave and adams legacy 2k i think this is some kind of memorial tournament somewhere but the top eight for that tournament was elves maverick mono white initiative reanimator eight cost two blue red delvers and a storm deck mm. so this beta is, I would say, more diverse than we have been sort of been used to for the last couple of months pre-banning. And I guess that's sort of achievement unlocked in a way. Again, like the paper meta is obviously going to move a lot slower. I don't think anyone yep. has the time to put together the dino deck for today. What do you think? What's going to happen on this tournament? First, I think we should clear the air about the whole Maverick debacle. Is this a Maverick deck or not? This is just another is it a sandwich debate <laughs> i mean look at the deck it is what you want it to be is hot dog a sandwich sure is <laughs> is cradle control maverick maybe i don't know <laughs> thank you for making that very clear christopher <laughs> but yeah i think uh, one of the beauties about these uh, tournaments when you see all the players there and you also see the results from I mean, the previous Invasion Games top eights that I've seen is that it's very diverse metas that are very hard to predict. And I do believe that the quote-unquote shakeups in the bannings has not dethroned Delver. So I do expect a lot of Delver. There's always this period where people are dying to try out Canadian with Stifles again. So that might be something to look out for. Don't fetch unless you really need to. Overall, I think that the, the Stompy-esque decks 
they still have a lot of fighting power. We've seen a lot of different variations from initiative since the bannings. We've seen Naya, we've seen the Winoda red-white decks that are so aggressive. I've seen them kill on turn two, which is unlike any initiative deck. Like, they pseudo-killed on turn two, but this is like an actual lethal attack on turn two that I've seen, which is insane. How does... what What is, like, the... How is that scenario? I can I can take out and read what Winoda does. The idea is that you first play a rabble master or whatever the other one is, the uh, Legion Warboss. Legion Warboss. And on turn two, you play this nasty card called uh, Winoda. So what Winoda does is whenever a non-creature, no, non-human creature you control attacks, you look at the top five, uh, top six cards of your library and you may put a human creature card from those among into the battlefield tapped and attacking, attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn and you put the rest on the bottom of your library. The hits, so you on turn two attack with three goblins, the Legion Warboss or the Rabble Master and two tokens. So if you turbo out Winoda on turn two, you get three times six looks to find three initiative humans. One of those is a five Mm. three, which is massive. Then there's also the Seasoned Dungeoneer. Uh, so there's the, there's the Caves of Chaos Adventure, the Seasoned Dungeoneer. And those cards hit hard. They also, if you hit two or three of them, get you deep enough to pump a guy with plus two, plus two tokens. If you find three, you also dome them for five. And then you're still attacking with Rabble Master, two tokens, and now three humans as well. Mm. And you can do the Winoda line with Caverns of Souls. There's so many crazy ways to just turbo this in. So even if they don't have like the most crazy start, they're still playing a Chalice Rabble Master initiative deck. But they still have they have this very scary real thing also just lurking in the background. These humans you put into play, it's not like they get removed after combat. They're still in there. They're just you just cheat them out. So my big prediction is probably that we'll see a fair bunch of Stompy and Maverick slash Naya. Probably some sort of combo suite as well. Maybe some Tess or maybe some Doomsday player. And then, of course, we always have the like control gang. What I'm really interested to see if, is if more show and tell decks are going to show up with either Atraxa, Omnitel, or just straight up sneak and show. Because I, I believe, I have a theory that they are pretty good right now. I'm not sure how to justify that, but these are my takes. I think that there is among the people who are likely to show up for this tournament. A lot of people have access to a lot of cards that they haven't been playing for a while, that have been very eager to take out. I think among those decks that you would sort of have in that category are the sort of more Euro-controlly, I just want to do all the things. And so I'm going to read out the what I categorized as this Euro Super Friends deck because it's even weirder the more you look at it. <laughs> so this deck, I'm going to give you this deck list. Two Engineered Explosives, three Uro, one Endurance, one Dress Down, one Pyroblast, three Source Supply Shares, four Brainstorm, one Force of Negation, four Force of Will, two Narset, three Minskin Boo, two Life from the Loam, one Portent, 
four ponder, two terminus, two prismatic ending, and three reckless impulse. I haven't heard this card before, so I'm going to read it out for all the listeners who are like me. This is one in a red for a sorcery. Exile the top two cards to your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. It's the new iteration. Land Suite is two Scalding Tournament Taiga to drop two Tundra to Volk, four Flooded Strand, one Wasteland, one Mystic Sanctuary, four Mysterium Forest, one Buseju who endures, and one Spara's Headquarters. So this is one of all the sort of, I don't care about Blood Moon. I'm just going <laughs> to do everything. In, in the sideboard, there's just all sorts. Two Carpets, one Pyroblast, two Rebs, two Surgicals, one Flusterstorm, two Hydroblast, one Deafening Silence, another Endurance, two Force of Vigor, and one Brotherhood's End. I mean, this deck is just fucking everywhere. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are going to want to be fucking everywhere. So I think if there's anything that's going to resurge, I think it's this deck or this kind of deck. Because then the people who like to play Stompy are going to bring that. And the people who like to play Elves are going to bring that. But yeah, I think we will see people are sort of like, finally I can play my cards that I like. Mm, here are all the cards that I like at the same time. Mm. Love to see it. I could see you bringing this deck easily. Yeah, for sure. Besides the reckless impulse, <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, yeah. I'm not completely sold on that. But that's only because I want to play less efficient cards like Dak Faden. <laughs> like if you're building a pile like this, just what what is stopping you from? just uh, going full greed like this deck can manage a lot of different things and uh, i mean if the opponent is playing blood moon or uh, back to basics and stuff like that like good for them like uh, bad for you <laughs> but if not i mean this deck seems to you know it sounds like it preys a lot on lands not being super present right now with lone wasteland which I think is massive for a deck like this. We usually talk about how Arkham's Astrolabe and Deathrite Shaman makes a lot of those strategies worse because, you know, they can still get ahead on mana and do stupid things. But now when they are gone and you're still seeing piles like these, what is stopping the lands players out there to just go back in time to the gamble mana bond exploration loam and just destroy these opponents yeah i i've actually heard that reckless impulse has been like tested quite a lot in the delver shell as a replacement for expressive iteration and like might be one of the contenders there as a card advantage spell but of course it's a little bit iffy with the older of the counter magic in delver since if you reveal a counter spell you have to use it before your next end step and well your opponent can obviously play around that but uh, my experience from playing in another shopping is that there will be eight costs it's a sheep deck there will be dnt it's another sheep deck and there will be burn another sheep deck oh yeah burn forgot about that that's the kind of decks that i am expecting to see and of course like there will be like some of the usual legacy crowd with their favorite decks so i expect some sort of uro piles and that kind of nice decks that people like to play in these kind of events i think like the delver will there will be less delver decks than there is in the online meta i think because that's just how paper works usually if it's not super high stakes i think the delver decks are going to look more like the showcase challenge winning deck which was essentially neo-canadian yeah with the creature suite four delver four dragon rage channeler three merc tide and three tarmogoyf yeah sounds reasonable quick question since the bannings uh, i'm looking at the mtg top eight 
What do you think is the three most popular decks right now? Like from the last two weeks since we had the bannings. I would say Delver is one of them. Delver is on shared fourth place. Wow. Okay, what could it be? Some sort of uh, initiative deck maybe. Reanimator? There are three combo decks as the most popular. Cephalid Breakfast. Cephalid Breakfast is one of them on third place. Storm? No. No. Elves? No. Doomsday? Okay, go. Painter was already very well. Oh, Painter. Painter, of course, of course. This is just from MTG Top 8. There might be better places to look at, but Painter at 8%. Show and Tell at 6%. Oh, really? And Cephalid Breakfast at 6%. Combo overall is 47% in the last two weeks in Top 8 results. Bring your Force of Wills. Yeah, with Reanimator and Doomsday being at 5%. Delver is at 5%, which is the top aggro deck these last two weeks. And uh, control decks are only 23% of the meta. We'll see. Initiative has dropped down a bit, but I think also it might be some categorization problem because some of the Dragon Stumpy decks are initiative decks also, it's kind of hard. This is the sandwich situation all over again. Like, is, is, it, a, is it a sandwich or is it a, a stompy deck? Is this a brew with Delver? No, I'm just kidding. Or as we say in Sweden, is this a Semla or not? So looking at this, I would definitely pack some Force of Wills or Strong Hate Bears. Because the meta looks very comboy. And I think... Sure, like this is a paper tournament. People might bring what they have or what they prefer. But for people looking to spike this tournament, I don't think that Delver or Initiative might be the top picks for that. I would probably look more at Painter or Cephalid Breakfast or maybe Shontel, like we mentioned. I think those decks could be very nice choices to just sweep a day. I have a question for you all that are maybe a little bit more versed in rules interaction than me. What if opponent plays show and tell and puts in Atraxa and I put in a Hushbringer? Do they get a trigger? I think not. I think we had a similar... No, wait. This is tricky. We had a similar... I I, I tormented a judge. (laughs) And the first one was by, by a friend who said, what happens if player A show and tells and the player A wants to pl- put in a track and player B puts in dress down. Mm. And we reach the conclusion that the trigger does not happen. Right. So I think that might be the case for for Hushbringer as well, but uh, don't quote me on that. For all the listeners, I'm not going to spoil the answer. You can think about this and write your best guesses in our Discord. So if player A plays a show and tell and player A puts in Mycosynth Lattice and player B puts in painter servant what happens so mycosynth lattice turns off all the colors of permanence and painter puts a color on everything think about that well i would rather not try and think about that because that is everything we have for this episode what deck did you play in our shopping listener and how did that go do share your deck picks in our discord please you can find the link in the episode description in addition to discord you can hit us up on twitter at sthlm legacy we are also personally present on social media robin where can our listeners learn even more about 4 owing from you you can find me on twitter i am 
Jacka underscore bow. And you can find me at monolithmtg. And I am on Twitter as Disco Drogo. And that concludes the 83rd episode of Stockholm Legacy Report. Thank you Robinson Sien and Christopher Wikström. I have been Victor Bernhards. Special thanks to you for listening. The great Frönes has written our music. You can find more of their work on Spotify. And until next time, all hail Bolas.